Hallelujah. We are progressing. It's almost the end of the camp. Monday is school. Those of us who are going to school. We're <laughs> going to go to school. You don't want to go to school. I'm sure Jerry doesn't want to go to school either. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, it's a blessing to be alive, to be your house, and to be your presence. Speak to us again and again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give Jesus a big hand, Galapen. You may please be seated. I hear you. If you're not wearing a picture, if you're not wearing a t-shirt, you won't be in any picture today. So like me, they won't take pictures of me today. They got no t-shirt. I'm exempted. But <laughs> revise that rule, isn't it? All right. Are you excited already? Are you excited that you're going home or you're excited that the campus is blessed? Yes, uh, I hear you. <laughs> All right. Any testimonies before we go on? Hoping to have maybe one session and then we are done. No, yeah. Gotta go look after my school uniform and all them things. <laughs> 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 My scooter is very expensive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got about ties for your daughter. Look, you see. People <laughs> got things to do. You get it? Of course, I'm sure. I have to meet one or two of you and all of that. So let's see how it works. Man proposes. Isn't it? Yeah, because you remember yesterday, we were like, oh, it's hot. Let's just take off and close. Then, <sighs> Do you notice those things? Are you sure they are noticeable? You should, you should notice those things. They're very, very important. But when you're able to notice things, you, you get wiser. You get it. Any testimony before we go on? Ask chapter one. There's a testimony. What's the little boy, Elijah? Where is that boy? I'm sure you'll see me. Elijah, you come and see me after at the break, right? Good. Steve, you have a testimony. Eh, what happened? Give Steve a microphone. Hey, Sammy. Are you okay? Good. You're good. Everyone. You like your seat. Since yeah, Steve, what happened? Since I came in this place, I was still blessed. I hear a voice there, that's all. You're going to see angels in this place. I said, eh, really understand this thing here, so. Come on, there, there, there. There, see Bishop put up, there's 12 vices in this place. 12 vices. The thing, when I read these vices, I said, hey, so many vices. (laughs) (laughs) I said, hey. How can I choose the right vice? It's 12 vices. How can I choose it? Yeah. The right one? Yeah. Say God vice is the first vice. Mm. So, how will I understand God vice? With vice is God vice. 
with all of these vices I hear. One vice say angel, next vice say don't think. I say, hey. I'm confused here, so with all of these vices, friend vice, um, <laughs> I say, oh, yeah. Even I was sitting on it, I was sitting on again, and then a vice say, get up, get up and go ask this question. The same identical question that Sister um, I sent ask, go ask Bishop, ask the congregants, where you, where the, the people see you as Bishop? I said, hey, when Sister, when she give that testimony, I said, Lord, confirm. I know exactly what voice we listen to. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's landed somewhere, I tell you. <laughs> That I hear and I could choose the right voice today. Thanks to Bishop. I hear that voice. Wow. Thanks to him. Wow. Beautiful. Put your hands together for Brother Steve. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Che. He took off uh, and he has landed properly <laughs> on the airstrip. <laughs> He's the elder of the church in Pearl. <laughs> Yeah, he has been assigned to her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, you see what he heard. That's what Sister Esther spoke about. Just in case somebody says Sister Esther is making up a story. Yeah, Steve, brother Steve. I, but where's brother Steve? Steve, did I give you money to come and say the same thing? Did I, I, I give you some money. You hear me, vice? Is not me by here, right? Ah, that's why he even linked it to the voice. So that he's not confused at what he's hearing. And what kind of whose voice is that? And you realize that it's the voice of God. It's the voice of God. Hey, may you hear the voice of God today in the name of Jesus. Yeah, man. It's beautiful. Any anybody else? Ah sh- Titus man, he's here. <laughs> the break dancer. <laughs> I hope you caught that on video. You should send a short clip to me. It'll go viral on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Where's Slade? Slade, are you there? Have you been blessed? Come, are you sure? You need some big deliverance. Eh? Yeah, I'll pray for you before we go. Even the five million alone, you need deliverance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, beautiful. Go ahead, Titus. Yes, Bishop. Yesterday before service, a service was planned. Reverend Ralph was telling us um, we always be complaining. We always finding excuses and stuff like that. I was one of those people. I would say that he was questioning himself how to start and stuff like that. However, after I came up yesterday... How to start, right? Yeah. But when you see a girl, you like it. You don't ask how to start. You know how to start. You start. You go out. <laughs> when it comes to things of God, no things. Uh-huh. Go ahead. <laughs> I told myself, I relaxed myself and 
So it's me, Reverend Falcon, speaking about Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I came up, and I said, Lord, take control. However, mm. as you were praying for us, I fell to the floor. And I believe I was taken to a journey. The Holy Spirit was trying to show me something, a journey to hell. Ah. Yeah. It's like a tunnel going straight. It's yeah. Like going and going and yeah. going. It's like the whole uh, uh, Sarah saw. When Sarah yeah. said she saw a dark hole behind. Then some, somebody was trying to deceive her. Yeah. It was, it, that's how the hell is. Uh-huh. As I was going, I felt the Holy Spirit around me. was trying to show me that as you start this thing, this is how it's going to be. It's trouble. Wow. All of these things will come your way. Wow. And throughout all of that, I said, Lord, since you're allowing me to hear your voice, take me to this specific place of hell. Because I was watching a documentary on near-death experiences, and okay. all of them related to my case. However, <laughs> I said, somebody asks Jesus, because Jesus was watching. Somebody asked Jesus, take me to this specific part of hell, of this musical thing. Okay. And I saw, it's like, it's like a mountain, but the mountain is red with fire. Mm. And there were a lot of singing there, a lot of bad music and all these things. However, as I was laying on the ground, I remember the Holy Spirit told me to turn my head. As I turned my head, it was another part of hell. I said, hey. So hell, I was hell has a lot of parts. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Mm. I said, Lord, please have mercy on me. Help me, Lord, to walk with you. However, in the midst of all of that, I was lifted up. Mm. Like I was floating in the air. And when I landed, it was like a part of heaven. But I wasn't allowed to see the full thing. It's like a crack in a wall. And it's like I was close to the ground. And that was like the only piece I could have seen. It was like plain grass. I could have seen it. Plain grass. And I said, Lord, who am I again to see such? And then... I said, Lord, please, show me something that I will testify to the people. And then within that crack, I believe that I saw the feet of Jesus. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Wow. Within that crack. I saw just, just one, just one. Within that crack, just the feet. And then it just faded away like diamonds. <laughs> hey, Masakura, man. <laughs> wow. You saw the feet of you believe it's Jesus' feet. Wow. And the Lord use you. you. You don't think about you see when when you think you can't do it, you are the one that can do it. The person who thinks they can do it, they are not the ones who can do it. Because ministry is so huge. Doing something for God is, is, is so unimaginable. You always feel like the wrong person. That, that, is, that feeling is a confirmation that it will take God to do that through you. Am I, am I saying something? If you think that you are qualified and you can do it, you are not the one. Oh, yeah. Anytime you feel like, is this me? Uh-huh. That's you. Because 
He is the one who makes it happen so that you can distance yourself from the things that are going on. That this is not me. I never went to school to learn this. When I went to school, I, my, head was, my head space was even not so good. And these things that are happening, it got to be something supernatural so that the glory will be to God and not to us. Are you with me? He's going to use you. Let's start and cry in Jesus' name. Put your hands together for the Lord. Titus Anthony. Anthony D. Give Anthony the microphone. She wants her own microphone. Yeah. He's a big woman. She needs her own microphone. Hear that I speak. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I want to testify on the um, symbol. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Take your time. Courtney is um, watching you, so speak <laughs> properly. <laughs> I have a sickness. told me that I don't doesn't listen follow instructions because um, since my father died I'm, I'm home I doesn't get to go to Your church father died a long time ago, continue yes. uh. I don't get to assemble the correct okay. way at church uh-huh. and uh, because of that it makes me feel like if I am you know, drowned in that I, I, uh, 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 something is missing. Yeah. is here. Give yourself. Say what the Lord wants to say. Say, say, just tell us your testimony. That's that's what is. Okay. Because of that, that is one of the things I'm <laughs> Did you hear? Jessica. Oh. <laughs> Fancy microphone holder. Okay. He land. Steve took off on the let them airstrip and he landed. <laughs> So we are in Haruni. <laughs> you got to land the airplane somewhere here. <laughs> to the assembly is a part God used to minister to you. That you've not been fellowshipping enough. Is that what you're trying to say? And that has brought a lot of challenges around you. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, what do you want to tell us? What should we? We should not forsake the assembly of ourselves together. No. It's not good. I'm suffering because of that. You are not suffering. Yeah. You are not suffering. There's no suffering. <laughs> Jesus suffered for us. Uh-huh. There's no suffering at all. You understand? Jesus suffered for us. There's no suffering. When you say you are suffering, the devil say, yeah, good. You are not suffering. Just make sure that the assembling is something that you take um, very serious, irrespective of the challenges that you are in meetings all the time. Okay? And you have a nice husband. A nice man. I'm sure a lot of girls like him. Pa. Nice red man. <laughs> Where's Elizabeth? She was sitting here. Where's she gone again? She's there outside. 
Okay? You got a nice husband who's supporting you. You should see all of that. All of that is God. It's a nice red man like that. Courts, please come. Come, courts, come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Abby, are you paying attention? Or what are, you, are you typing? You're taking notes, testimony notes. Your face. <laughs> you know, when, when you are related to the person speaking, you feel a little way, isn't it? Uh-huh. This is Auntie D's husband. For how many years? 30 something years? 30 years. Wow. Is he not a blessing? Yeah. I'm sure Abigail would like to have a husband like that. Yeah, yeah. With all her sexy body and all of that. <laughs> it's not too late, right? The brother has prophesied that it is never too late. It's not over until he says so. You know, so God has blessed you. You have a very supportive husband. Suffering? So people don't have man. Yeah. Nice red man. Look, look at his chest. Look at his bobby. Look, nice man. <laughs> You know how many people want to, want to uh, uh, take Courtney from you? God has given you Courtney as a sign of his love. So there's no suffering. I'm sure you do chiki chiki one more time, no? Yeah. <laughs> you are not suffering, okay? It's a blessing. Thank God that he spoke to you about the assembly. All right? And just make sure that it's working. Okay? All right? Beautiful. Thank God for courts. Huh? You, you, you used to give him rudeness. Guidance <laughs> woman. Amen. Courts, God bless you. Really appreciate you, your love and your support. You are a very different type of man. The Lord bless you. Okay? God bless. Put your hands together for Mr. and Mrs. Norton. Let courts hold your hand and please take your wife with you. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, clap for them. Abigail's husband is coming. No, oh, yes. <laughs> Princess will be the maid of honor. I think Vanetta will be the bridesmaid. <laughs> Ayele will be the page boy. You carry the ring. It's not about G's, okay. You say <laughs> because you could get vexed with you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Salud. Amen. God is here, right with you. He doesn't have camera. I have camera. His wings are small. Mine is bigger. <laughs> yes, I'll go ahead. Um, last night, um, or this morning, I had a dream. And um, in the dream, the Holy Spirit, or God, um, he told me to tell the church that despite 
the title of the, um, con the, the camp, despite the, con the title of the camp, that the main aim here um, is for all of you to see who Bishop is to you. And you should take that away with you because that's the only way you can live a good life. Wow. That's a message. Beautiful. The Lord bless you. Oh, put your hands together for Sister Salome. <laughs> she had to do it like that before she, she you know. This Salome, Salome, she's traveled enough time. <laughs> yeah, this time. I didn't give her visa to travel, so she had to <laughs> do it raw. <laughs> yeah. Last testimony before we move on. Acts chapter 1. Last testimony. I hope you are learning something. I hope you are picking up something. Last testimony. Are you coming? Do you want to come? Or you don't want to come? Last testimony. Wow. Acts chapter 1. Okay, we take off. The former treatise, or the former letter, or the former uh, what thesis, have I made, O Theophilus, Mike. Remind me about something, yeah? Yeah? O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. I want to touch on this subject, seeing and hearing. as my last subject, even though I had quite a number of them. One of the things that the Lord spoke to me about to teach, which I think has kind of come out, is honoring. Honoring. And I thank him for, the time is very limited for the things he spoke to me about. I, I, I feel bad, but I don't know how to teach about all those things. But somehow, somehow, again, how God works, it, it is not necessarily me preaching from a scripture or a book, but it is from the happenings, the things that have happened. And, and thank God for those who are still obeying and, and messaging and talking. That, that's how church members behave. My phone is beginning to get nice church members' messages. Rather than, good morning, Bishop. Your father and your mother. My purpose and my presence in your life is not to tell me good morning. You're, you're, wasting my, you're wasting my space. Remove from in front of me. Honored. 
The Bible said that God said he'll give you pastors after his heart. Who will do what? Who will feed you? Dear and Saka. Then you tell me good morning. So I should start preaching when you say good morning. No, you have to bring yourself for some preaching to come. You have to bring yourself. So, you know, that, that's why somebody said, oh, he's, he's, he, he, he doesn't like how I embarrass him at meetings. When people begin to get hay fever. That's what, that's what happens. Embarrass you at meetings? You are not the most important person at the meeting. And these are moments where somebody will be corrected or will be rebuked or be encouraged in a, in a, in a meeting setup. And, and this, is, this is a family. It, it, it's not so easy to just have everybody individually and talk to you privately and treat you and massage you and, and, and all of that. Most of the things will come out in the open. And people will have something against that because how do I meet 150 people individually? So some will have to be in the open. Some will have to be on the phone. Some will have to be through the preaching and the teaching. I hope somebody's with me. So it, it takes a lot of pride and a lot of arrogance for somebody to say to a man of God that he's embarrassing me. It must be, you, somebody got to be crazy. So the topic of honor was, was on my list. I didn't know how I was going to talk about that because my, my, my theme is the 1,000 microchurches. And look at what Salome came to say. I'm confirming what she came to say because I have it on my list. There are one, two, three, four things that God told me to teach about. When I already have my book. <laughs> then it's like, how do you teach about honor? And honor who? Akima? Ah, I beg you. Please give uh, Joshua rudeness. <laughs> Josh is smiling. <laughs> I think we've, we've, come, we've come to realize or conclude that once you marry a woman, she'll give you rudeness. Yes. <laughs> I think it's a, uh, so just, yeah, just, just you take it as you bought a vehicle and then the, the cream was cracked. <laughs> but, but it doesn't affect your driving, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, Ned, <laughs> that's after the driving. <laughs> the wiper blades work okay. No problem. The car is nice, but a, you can still see. When it's re- everything is okay. A, the car is very nice. A, the scream, scream is a little cracked. Just a little. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it feels a little awkward, but, you know, it's okay. You can, you can drive it. Uh, it's still working good. The women are campaigning. They won't say it's still working good. <laughs> you can put tint on it. It can even reduce the effect. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I hope you are learning. You are, you are listening to what I'm saying. So, it has not all been point one, point two, point three because I felt like staying on the subject of sacrifice and, and we stayed on that for a while. I didn't even complete all the things on sacrifice. Because that was one of the main things God also spoke about. About sacrifice. 
Then Sister Esther comes and he comes to see something. They see that some of the people they're talking about this. He said, The angel you are seeing, somebody said, This is a big angel. This is a faith. And then they said, you, you are the big angel. It's like the arrow keeps pointing to the person who is in front of you and preaching. And Salome came. That was the, after, after, nobody has come again. Nobody wants to even come. It's like, nobody should come. That's it. Let this stay in the people's mind. That even though it's 1,000 micro churches, the banner is very micro. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> yeah, if anybody asks you, so, oh, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a revelation. We didn't want the, if the banner is very big, it will be like a mega church. No, we want small, it's micro. That's why you see that in the picture. Not that we, we can't do a big banner. We can do a lot of big banners. It's part of the message. Yeah. Yeah. In, in all of that, you say this. You hear that? You hear this? Yeah. When Hawk came, he, he, he came to talk. He didn't come and talk anything Bible. <laughs> he came to talk about something else. What is it? So it's like the former treatise have I made all theophilos of all that Jesus began both to what? To do and to teach. That is seeing and hearing. You see seeing and hearing in there. Because the things that he did, it was people to see. The things that he spoke about, it was for people to hear. So he didn't do all the things he spoke about. And he didn't speak about all the things he did. There are some things that we will never know. We had to be with him in his three years of ministry to know that he did something like this. You think they, they wrote everything? No, they can't read it. You, 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 no matter what it is, you forget something. Do you think that they, they, they wrote about how Mary was depressed when Joseph told her that? When he saw that Joseph was moving away from her. That Joseph felt that she had gone to sleep behind his back. Did the Bible tell us about his depression and his mental health state? <laughs> But that's part of the thing. It wasn't, it wasn't so easy. It, it wasn't like uh, all bed and roses or bed of roses or whatever you call it. Yeah. When Joseph began to move away, that he feels that this girl that he, he trusted, he's, he's not trustworthy at all. You've never seen a dangle so quiet and gentle and uh, secretive like that. I said, what kind of woman is this? Hey, this is a Delilah. Yeah, he went to read that story about Samson. He said, hey, no. She walk around with a nice face. Look at how she's walking. Around. So, 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 how can you tell me that you did not sleep with a man? The, the, the Bible, we are not told about all the challenges within that period. And so, there are so many things Jesus did that he did not talk about. There are so many things that he spoke about that he did not do. And they were all for two reasons or for two main things. And that's for people and for us to either see or hear. But I am talking about seeing and hearing together. Because if you can't see and you can't hear, it's more serious. 
You can compare it to people who, who can hear nor see physically or naturally. You can't show them anything. You can't teach them anything. Can you imagine all the experiences that you've been having, the things you've been, God has been impressing on your heart, the feelings that you're having, if you didn't have the faculty to receive those things from God? Can you imagine how difficult it is for God to relate with you? I don't know whether you're hungry or something. I feel like, you're, like you want some food or something. I'm saying that the mode of communication between God and us is our ability to see and to hear. If you can't see, I can't show you any nice thing. Even if I tell you, let's say you are going to fall, you are going to, you are going to uh, uh, hit something, and I tell you, because you can't see, it really wouldn't help. Because before I realize, you think that you are moving away. In fact, you are actually going directly into the danger. The same thing for hearing. Like who said that? Somebody, somebody said uh, Medina. Who said Medina they were listening to? Was it Akim? Yeah, Akim came and he said, Medina is a part of, is a place in Accra. The place is very, very busy. And he said that he, he had a, his earphones on. I'm sure he was listening to some message. Ghana, we don't do that. Ghana, uh, drivers don't respect human beings. No, 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 no. They'll drive on you. And they'll insult you on top of that. <laughs> it's a foolish man. Didn't you see that a car was coming? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like how you stop for people to cross the road here and then... Even the pedestrian crossing, the, the, in Ghana, they don't allow you to cross. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You have to be going through the vehicles to, to cross. And you have to keep your eyes open. Otherwise, somebody will knock you and just drive away. Hit and run. So, as he, he was walking around with his, his headphones and uh, listening to music or listening to preaching, he, he thought that the cars will respect him because he's from Guyana, he's a man of God. <laughs> He's <laughs> a dog boy. He would have died. He would have died, cry. <laughs> died, cry. <laughs> so, because he had plugged his ears and everything that was dangerous that was coming towards him, he couldn't hear. Are you catching it? And so, seeing and hearing. It's a very major part of our lives. Like, even the things that God is showing you, the things that God is telling you, if you don't hear, because it is, it is the hearing that is making some of you even make decisions. Because you heard it. It is the seeing that is making some of you take steps. Without the seeing and the hearing, you see that your supernatural life, your life in God and your life with God will not go anywhere. Let's go into seeing and hearing slowly. So seeing 
or hearing is seeing and hearing. So seeing is having a live experience of ministry. When we talk about seeing, we are talking about having a live or living experience of ministry. Having a live or living experience of ministry. (laughs) It's too fantastic. This is Luke. Not Jamal Luke. This is, this is Dr. Luke. This is a real Luke. <laughs> so, like, as I was talking about Prophetess Chantel, it's also, it's very nice how Trisha is, is back dancing. Because she's not sitting down and saying that my husband is something. It's like you, you are, when it comes to ministry, you don't ride on the waves of your husband. Because if God has called you for something, you better sit up and do it. Have to dress up and come and sit down and say, I'm first lady. <laughs> I'm church mother. <laughs> you see, Trisha is back on stage, a, a dancing excitedly. And she's one of the girls, she dances with her, her teeth skinned. The other time, skit it out like that. <laughs> Dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing her thing. Yeah. She's realized that you can put baby aside and dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have done it for millions and millions and millions of years. It, it, it gives you some kind of fulfillment. It's, you feel like you are not just there. It's like you can't do nothing. You are not a lamata. Is it lamata? A lamata. You are not handicapped. You are not differently able. You can also do something. Yeah, even though those, when they wear those dancing clothes, sometimes they look like small, small, small girls, but at least you take it like that. It's like buying a vehicle with a windscreen crack. crack. <laughs> yeah. Our prophetess was prophesying yesterday. You see, like Mistress Collins. Sunday morning, you have some nice short dress, your fancy healer, and Mistress Collins. You see that Mr. Collins is going and they are leaving you behind. And you want to please can you carry me back for me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Some people say out of love. Let me carry her back for her. Yeah. And you go out and you realize that she's behind. Like, oh, please hurry up. It's man. A little patience now. You know, it's a shoe. All right, all right. I don't reach to church before 8 o'clock, man. All right, man, baby. All right, there we go. Before I realize, she's back again. Oh! <laughs> and then you get to church, you vex. <laughs> Window screen cracked. 
I can't imagine when Jew has to wait for Salome and her children. It's trouble. Trouble. Because you know it. It's three. And two can't really do anything much for themselves. So you can't holler. You can't get vexed. Because you're unreasonable. (laughs) It's like, look at what you did to me and now you're angry with me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, why are you honking your horn so hard? You want everybody to hear that I'm late. <laughs> Mike, I pray for you. <laughs> I pray for you. <laughs> uh, you spoil Epson. You see what happened to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you must see and hear. Yeah. So seeing is having a live or living experience of ministry. So, Jesus did some things which the disciples had the opportunity to see. And to them, that was how you do ministry. Already, I see the problem with my pastors and those who don't do well. It's like a, a movie to me now. Because as much as people have a life or living experience of ministry, they can't see. And that is what God is trying to bring our attention on. That if you ever have an experience with something, it is your opportunity to pick up that thing into your life. Uh, is there, is there, are we seven? Where's, where's Shona? Where's Shona? You should give her some porridge. <laughs> Carla says she, she doesn't drink porridge. <laughs> are you here with me? Jack, are you with me? So I remember with Silvio, Maui. Maui told me a couple of years ago. He said the Lord spoke to me. The Lord told him that I am his Bible school. He said that twice over a period of time. When he said the first time, I didn't mind him. I said, Bible school, you go to Ghana, you go to Mambon. <laughs> but but I, I took notice because at the point, God also spoke to me about the training. So, so you see that we see what God wants us to see, but we expect something else. Should I say it again? Shanti region of Ghana. <laughs> God shows us a live experience of ministry, but we don't pick it up. We want to go to a school and feel and register and get an ID card and in the morning go and come, go and come. To us, that is ministry. But Jesus' training was no formal training. He was just giving his disciples the opportunity to see him perform. That's why at the point he said, go two by two. Go and do the things that you have seen me do. Go and also do the same things. 
Ahí sí. I don't take, I don't bring people to church. I take people to Ghana. Which one of those have you learned something from? Who do you bring? I take people with their ministries, big men. I'm able to get them to buy a ticket, almost $5,000, and take them to Africa. You want church member, you can't even bring them to the camp. It's because you, you, you can't see. Can't see. A life or living experience of ministry is, is playing. The movie is playing, right? You, you, know, you know movies. You watch movies, some scenes you don't see. Is that what it is? There's always, oh, tell her, I like that scene, pa. There's scene when he caught the boy and the boy was looking at him like he was mad. He said, oh, really? Where was that? In the same movie? So I didn't see that part. Because the thing was playing live in front of you and you don't see. I, I, I am like, Somebody God has given to you, and I'm doing ministry for my, for my life and for your sake and for you. But so many things, people, that's, the people who have left and the people who didn't do well or are not doing well, what is, who is their example? What are they looking at? Who are they looking at? Because they cannot see. Because seeing is having a life or, or a, a, a life, a living experience of ministry. For example, if you see prophet on TV doing flow, you think that it's just for us to pray? Yes, God is showing you something about ministry. That's how sometimes when you see those that you see that we're also trying to do it because the, the, the message is have you seen? That is how you do it. Is that not even how, how we train people? Children. They should go on, on, online and print out uh, 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 what historic sites in Guyana and put it in their, in their notebook. So it kind of nonsense that the teachers tell us to do with rich children. Go and look for something and cut it newspaper and cut it. They are, they are trying to teach them something by seeing it because they, they, they can't afford to take them out of the classroom and drive to, let's say, Fort Kaikovaral in Esikobo to go and show them. So the difficulty and the challenges, so let them go on and print it and put it in their notebook, hoping that every day when they open their notebook, they will see the thing and it will register that this is a historic site. That's why in mathematics, Sir Ralph will tell you. You get better when you practice. You can only get it if you practice. Ministry is like that. 1,000 microchurch is going to be like that. Your ministry is only going to come up, it's going to flourish. And I'm going to take you through a few things that seeing and hearing will help you to. You can only prosper if you can see and if you can hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My son was messaging me and he was asking me, how much is so-and-so U.S. dollars in Guyanese dollars? So I made a mistake and I said, multiply by two 
Whatever. And I feel, I said, no, 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 I should have done that. I should have told him, one U.S. is 216. So how much is the U.S. dollar you have? <laughs> because I realized that his, his, his profit and losses, his currency has changed much. He has, he, has, he has vacationed it. He has used it for vacation. He can't remember now. He wants some big man who knows money for tell you how much money he got. <laughs> so, I, I, when, I, when, I, when I gave him that, I said, no, 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 but you shouldn't have done that. You should have just told him, one U.S. is 210. How much will the U.S. you are talking about be? Big question mark. I said, Mike, try right there. <laughs> He paid me bad, and I, I, I made him find out how much. Because if you can't find out how much, then you don't have nothing. So when I say, I say, where is the U.S.? Throw it away. It doesn't make anything. <laughs> it's not worth anything. <laughs> because you can't calculate it. You get it when you practice it. But you have to see it done to pick it up and practice before you can pick it up. That is why I said a few days ago, I was saying that, Ned, instead of people finding fault and problems with me having people around me, they should also learn and do the same thing. <laughs> it's not simple. <laughs> but people have a problem with this body, this body, this body, help you Naomi, he likes she. Happy for me? Me like she? Oh, that Mary. Me like she at all. <laughs> they have you have Serena. There's a honey. Honey doesn't say nothing. She's past you straight. She's watching you and pass you straight. I said, man, help me, Joe. She, she all right. She, she all right. <laughs> She's flow. <laughs> <laughs> then the question is is that all you see is that all you see can you also have people like that do it let's see try it so we can also find problems with the people you have so when you hear it you come and say bishop I love you bishop you are a great man of God <laughs> and so why, why are you saying that bishop I didn't know that people have things to say about when people like you and love you. I've never seen some in my life before. But I, I used to criticize you. When, uh, and now I'm also there and I, I say, hey, Bishop, he's a man of God. <laughs> hey, have a church. Can you see how media people behave? <laughs> Those people, isn't it? I understand those people. Yeah. I was telling them, the photographers, I was telling them, they, they, are, they have been given to me to capture the ministry moments of my life. History. If they miss something, they are depriving my ministry and depriving those who will rise up to look up to me 
they will miss those things. So it's not just standing there and doing. I don't like this rose. I won't take a picture of this one. No, it has to be clear who was at the camp. If you see 10 or 12 pictures, it should give you everybody who was at the camp. Yeah. That's how the mind must work. So Jesus did things, he taught things, and seeing is to have a life of ministry experience. To have it, to have the opportunity to see it. That's why we take you to Ghana to see ministry. So when you come back, that, that was the only reason why we sent you to Ghana. That you will go and see. And that when you see it, and you see it, you come back and you remember. Because it's not just a book. You have points. It's a life experience. And as the events are playing, it is God who has given you the opportunity to witness the life experiences. And he's expecting you to write. 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 You see, if you are serious about God, as I'm preaching and teaching, he'll be telling you things that you'll be writing down. If you don't write anything down, when, you are, when, when the pastor is preaching, it means you are not hearing. <laughs> I said, if you can write, I'm not saying write as chapter 1, verse 1. That, that's not what it is. It is your to do list. If you come and see me taking pictures of Mampong, you can ask Andre. When I come, some of the pictures I even send it. I said, look at this thing. We are talking about this colored light in Samaria. And we're trying to, I'm trying to source a, 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 a trust. Is it a trust or trust? It's a trust, right? I'm trying to source it. So it will be on the stage and then you put the colored lights on it. Colored lights on it. Then you have to have smoke what? Smoke machines. So when honey's on stage and singing, you are my God, they should be in smoke like that. Oh, Jesus. I'm sure if Regan was there, he wanted to hawk shit. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you, don't, you don't even know how a smoke machine looks like. So, so you have to go somewhere where you see someone and say, ah. okay. No, I said, gee, you should, you should take um, Andre. Uh, let Pastor Jonathan show you where the water is coming from. I should, should go there with Pastor Andre. Uh, you go and see it. You should go, it's seeing. You go and see it. They have a library here. We were coming from the camp. The Lord told me you should go and visit the library. I don't know why. I'm, I'm going to see the library before I leave. I don't know why. You think we came here just for nothing? He doesn't want us to see something? You think he doesn't want me to see something? He said I should go to the library. I don't even know. Is it Kakalak? Kakoroch? or rats, or whatever. He said, go and visit the library. Ask him, I said, what, 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 does he want me, what does he want me to see? Something. BJ, something. 
something. I can't wait to go and see the place. My, my, my secretary sent me a link on YouTube, a, docu- a short documentary about this place. You know, they were talking about it. When they finished playing, I think it was Facebook. It was Facebook, yeah. So when they finished playing, you know these reels, one, one, one video first place and another place. So when the documentary finished, it's a short one. Then there was a guy who was talking also. Like he was in a, a, a studio, he was talking. He was talking about he was trained here in Haroni and he's in Cambodia. Yeah, he's in Cambodia, in Asia. He says he will advise anybody to go to Haroni Bible School. But one thing he will advise is that when you finish, buy a ticket and get out and go somewhere. <laughs> That's what he said. You can't believe that the man is in Cambodia. Social media promoting this place here where we are at. Where you are not even sleeping well. (laughs) If you don't take care, you leave here vexed. Yeah, you don't think you live here disappointed. You can even live here with demons. He said, when you finish the school, buy a ticket and get out there into the world to preach the gospel. Now, Josh, how come right here on the highway, Somebody comes here and he's in Asia, Cambodia. He looks very accomplished on, 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 on the video. Then somebody goes to Mampoanakazo and he becomes a taxi driver. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong. <laughs> then they come and they say, I feel like my, la- my life is at a standstill. I'm not seeing my way. You see, it means that as, as much as this place doesn't have tiles, we are an akazo, akazo. We work for the Lord. You go and walk on tiles, you can still not see. Still not see. The person comes to, this is Haruni. And I'm sure if you look at his age, he's probably in his 40s. It means he came here a long time ago. When you look at the state, I don't think there was a day where there was tiles and marbles and and things. So this is actually an advanced improvement. (laughs) (laughs) Then another video, a lady, Jesus is on the West Bank. Yeah, he was encouraging people to come to Haruni Bible School. And then a clip of her church, and she was preaching in the church. Come and see, woman of God. I said, wow. <laughs> I said, how come my people are not able to do these things? Because people have not seen. No. 
It was exposed to you, but you didn't see. Because people see other things. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure a few times in the Bible, God will speak to a prophet and say, What do you see? That's why, again, the question was asked Who do you say he is? Coco, are you there? Who do you see him as? Because your ability to recognize somebody as who he is is very important. Because it is from there your actions and your attitude also follow suit. If this is my brother, and I know he's my brother, our relationship is different. If I see this person as my, my enemy, our relationship is different. If I see this person as the man of God, God has given to me for me to prosper in life, it will also make me look at him very different. Somebody, was, somebody messaged me. The person said, you know, I didn't have any of those fantastic things that people are talking about. But the person said, I believe that when you guide and you make decisions for me, my, I, I, my life is easier. And for me, that's what I want to say. Now continue to make decisions for me because it makes my life easier. That's what somebody said. That you have people who will never involve you in any decision they make. <laughs> because they have not seen who you are. You see how the apostles, the apostles, they shook Jerusalem. They shook Judea. They shook Samaria. And even to the uttermost part of the world, they shook the nations. Because they saw ministry firsthand. They saw ministry firsthand. They saw how Jesus used to do it. So right there in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John see a man who is lame, sitting down begging. He said, in the name of Jesus, come on, get up and walk. <laughs> then it becomes a whole wild story in the place. Because they saw their master heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers. They saw him do it and they tried to do the same thing because they saw it. <laughs> so, videos are very, very important. Preaching videos. Oh, I tell you. Sometimes you ask yourself, why some people, some pastors, they watch videos or they travel and they still want a living room suite on their stage. Because when you watch videos, you see bigger men of God. You don't see living room suites on their stage. You don't see curtains. You don't see blinds in the church. No matter how, how great a style you can make of it. It's like you don't see. You see, when you don't see, it's not a very simple thing. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. I once was blind. I once was blind. 
I once was blind. I said, now I can see. So we're giving glory to God who opened my blind eyes. The road that we were walking on, it took our eyes to open to. So this road, the Lord was asking him I gave this man to you as your father what are you doing with him it's fantastical I don't even have to teach on honor it is if you can see you see when Peter and, and, and James and John when they, when they went to the transfiguration they said they don't want to go anywhere they said let's be the, let's be the house of Moses let's go for Elijah one for you and then we, we will sleep outside Let's, a scheme. We'll do a transfiguration scheme. Let's stay right here. So you, when you hear the name of the church called the Transfiguration Church, and there's no power inside, <laughs> the Church of the Transfiguration. Hey, you can't come there and you 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 can't see nothing. The Church of the Transfiguration. If you understand the, the Transfiguration experience, and that is the name of your church. where Peter, James and John saw Elijah and Moses for the first time in their life. How do they even recognize them? It's also mysterious. Why is not Adam and Eve or Adam and somebody else? If you watch someone do something, it, it, it should have an effect on you. Oh, yeah. If you watch someone do something, it, 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 it has the ability to have an effect on you. So people open up to things or they don't open up to things. They see it or they don't see it. Again, if you go to school, your teacher is working maths. You see it. The way you work, this place is equal to this. Okay, so therefore, this, that, 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 that. Okay, do you understand? He said, no, sir. Said, all right. We'll do it again. You watch him calculate. Ah. If you go home and you see something like this in your mouse book, you can't calculate it. It means you, 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 you didn't see. You didn't see. It wasn't magic he did on a, on a, a blackboard. He worked the mathematics out. You just didn't see how. Watching someone set an example before you is a message without words. Talking about see. Watching someone set an example before you is a message without words. So, let's see if you see that. I buy a car for my wife. Can, can, can you see the message in it? Yeah. It means that if you're a pastor and you want to do ministry, like how we're doing it, you need to buy a car for your wife. 
What? That's enough money, Bishop. Your eyes are closed. Your eyes are closed. Eh? You want to do ministry? Then you have the opportunity. Somebody is doing ministry right in front of you. Right before your eyes. Halloween is happy with this one. Yeah, she should be happy with this one. Yeah, no, you, you can, you can, you can, you cannot be. It's an opportunity. You can't be. Lorenzo, go and work at sheriff. When you don't have a job and security company offers your job, you don't refuse it. <laughs> Just take an early morning shift. That's all. <laughs> Watching someone set an example before you is a message without words telling you what you can. I don't know how many of my pastor's branches who will stand in front of the congregation and ask for 10,000, 15,000, 20,000. The day I saw let them income change, I asked the treasurer, I said, how, how, how come the money is a little different from me? He said, oh, pastor has started calling amounts. I said, his mother's sponge. So all these years he's seen me calling, it's now he has started calling amounts. What do you think was happening? God was giving you an opportunity to learn without words. Even you have sign language, you don't have to speak. Either. It means get up, go to the toilet. Are you there? So when you say, you, you, can't say, you can never say you don't know how to do ministry. You can't say you don't know how to do music. You, you can't say, I don't know how to. So, so, Bishop, how do you do it? How do you do it? Watch me. Watch me. I have a lot of animals in my ark, and they've not beaten me. I'm still alive. I have the biggest anaconda in my, in my ark. I have cockroach. I have all of them in the ark. But we are still here for 40, 40, 40 days and 40 nights. Are you? You see one cockroach, you hollering. You kill it. You take your. I saw Desley take your slippers and kill some insect here last night. You take your slippers. You're killing something. <laughs> yeah. You can't take people. People who people who have strong opinions. You can't handle them. People who like talk. People who are loud. You can't take them. Why she doesn't shut your mouth? You can't handle them. That's why there's nobody in your ark. Is you, your wife, your sons and their wives. Even mosquito doesn't want to come into the ark. Because <laughs> you kill them. You say they are making noise in your ears. Why they don't let you sleep sound? Singing in your ears. Clap your hands like, pop! Mosquito dead.
talking about 1,000 micro churches. They're talking about how you can do the things that God allows you to see. And the things you see, Ronaldo, is God who allows you to see. How come you can't organize a company invite me? How can you organize a company invite me? Georgetown Church has organized a camp, Bishop. Why should I always have to organize it? All these years. You don't know how to do it? You've not been watching. You don't know the dynamics. We're giving you different forms of it. There was a season where you pay, we'll do everything for you. Transport, food, t-shirt, sleeping. We won't give you porridge you say you don't like. We organize. Now there's a season also we say, okay, just pay this amount and that's it. Why can we not have a camping letter and do t-shirts and do micro banners? Why do we always have to invite you to come? Why don't you also learn how to make food in your house and invite people to come and eat? Why are you always coming to people's house to come and eat? Why you stay so? Ah. See how you build a house? Yes. I'm sure, because we've tried to build a house, I'm sure, if you have to build a house, I'm sure we, we have some points. Eh? Mary, I'm sure we will have some tips to give. Oh, yeah. One of the things I've learned in building is that when you want your wall to be straight, please forget about it. It will not be straight. <laughs> and don't, don't, don't cry about it. Just pass the wall like you didn't see it's not straight. There are a lot of walls and, and columns in my house that are not straight. I don't look at them at all. If I look at them, I'll not sleep good in this house. Yes. <laughs> I'll drive the car with a cracked windscreen. It can be so bad that I went to buy a, 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 a crown molding. Crown molding, isn't it? Is it crown molding? Okay. It's a crown molding. To put it at the top, the ceiling, the corners. I saw one that I liked and I bought it. If I, when I bought it, I didn't get it, the correct amount. Then the store had another outlet. I said, call them and find out if they have some there. And they called and said, oh, we have three left. I said, I want all the three. I went to buy it, put it in my counter, took it home. I was excited. I think I called Pastor Andrew. I said, Andrew, come, put this fancy thing in my house for me. Put it on the wall, it can't go. The wall is so, and the thing is straight. So, when you put it on, can't work. The things are all still in my house, I can't use them because me wall is not straight. <laughs> so, when you get there, you see your wall is not straight. You call me. I'll pray for you. <laughs> I said, receive the anointing. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I remember one day, <laughs> we, I finished setting up a, a bathroom. Then, when my children use the bathroom, the water doesn't go down. And I know Sherwin was involved. I know Hawk was involved. I called all the criminals who came to. (laughs) 
<laughs> other criminals who <laughs> you do cause you that problem. <laughs> hey, we worked it out. Uh, so I think I called Andreas Andre. I want to break down this bathroom. Come break it down. Took off everything. I said, we want to see the pipe. <laughs> Took off the eh, eh, eh. What? The shower, the base of the shower. Took it off. Look for the waste pipe. There's a black bag inside the waste pipe. <laughs> the black bag was just telling all the water, I bind you. I bind you. Go back. <laughs> Go back to Senna. <laughs> Don't know that when we're, you know, when we're plastering and do all of that, I think somebody put a black bag so that, you know, the dirt and the stuff doesn't go through the pipe. And then, you know who it was, right? <laughs> when we finished, then they saw the thing without. Because when you put it on the shower base, you can't see. It's like, it's like a field. So it's like when you put it in the base, you have to try it. So the eyes. I set up my fancy uh, uh, bathroom. When the children bath, water says it won't go. Ooh. I had to break up the whole place. When I, I think I, I called when I told him, he was very surprised that it's a black bag in a waste. I said, what? We broke a wall. Even the man, we broke a wall. We broke one of the walls. He said, we're looking for the, where the pipe is coming from. Maybe the water, there's, hey! Broken, cut a wall, looking for the pipe because I don't have pipes around my house. The ones are around are the ones I, I don't know what to do with. The ones I can handle, I cut and I put them inside. I say, you stay in the wall. There are one or two that are very a little cumbersome. So we're still, we're still meditating. Every time when I pass them, I say, you one day, I'll conquer you. I don't want to see you on the wall. <laughs> one day. I got to carry to cut the wall and put you inside and cover you up. So when you have that, and then when the, the, the waste pipe is not working, it's not a simple thing at all. The things you see, life, is an opportunity. A message is being given to you. So it's a message, isn't it? Without words. Telling you what you can do. It is also a message telling you what you should do and what you will do. Should and will do. The art of seeing is the art of learning new things by watching. Even documentaries. The art of seeing is the art of watching Learning new things by watching. It's also the art of becoming experienced by observing. There's this thing about these um, National Geographic kind of people. They go, they set up some camera in the bush and they start to watch animals. Oh, they, they're able to tell us how the animals behave. 
You sit down and you watch. You say, wow. Because they have been watching and observing. They can tell you the behavior and lifestyle of this particular animal in this particular habitat. How did they even know that there are some birds who migrate in the winter to a different continent? There are birds like that. There are seasons they fly from South America to North America or to Europe. They fly like that, like aeroplanes. They fly, ah, drones of them a lot. They fly, ah, they migrate. They collect passport, they go for visa, and they migrate. Somebody had to sit down to study, to observe, and to know that. And you see that? God's people, God's children, we are there. We never notice anything. Never notice anything. Never notice anything. Never observe anything. Never become experienced by watching. Sometimes the unfortunate thing is that people learn a lot of things by watching and, and looking at bad things. Oh, yeah. yeah. You see this whining on TV, you don't realize you're watching and you also become a whiner. But you're not able to watch a movie or watch preaching and become a preacher. Because when you look at preaching, you don't see anything. Even you saw the person who's preaching. So what is he saying? Change the channel. Change. Change the version. <laughs> yeah. Doctors or surgeons, they learn how to do surgery by observing and assisting another surgeon. Yeah? Like as I said, this camp, I said me, minus me. Yeah? I, I, I am not organizing camp again. Why should I organize camp? Then? There's, there's somebody called Pastor Roberto Ned. Yes. If Ned has not watched then it's time for him to watch without seeing. <laughs> yeah, they're doing it. And you see, G will call. And I'll say, I'm surprised you don't know about something like this. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't know this. I'm surprised you don't know this. I'm surprised you don't know this. Because whenever we organize, uh, the inner things you don't know. Because for many camps, there are people who are not able to pay. It's not everybody who is here who has paid. But that's part of a camp. You either lie to the people or you find money and pay. <laughs> You're a Christian, so you know what you have to do. There are many camps that people don't pay and pay all. And then still when you, make, you, you prepare the food, you can't say, you, you didn't get enough for you. Get out. You can't do that. No food for you because you didn't pay for food. As for the t-shirt, we can't give you a t-shirt. That one is a little different. But as for rice, once you have two cups or two pints, when you cook, at least three or four can, it depends on how you share it. <laughs> at least some, one or two grains can fall on the plate for you. You will lick it with some little stew and you are fine. And something small. You get it. So, so there, there are things, there are things that you discover. You discover that it's not everybody who is here. So, some, you see, it's not everybody who is so proud that I didn't pay so I, I won't come. There's some people, they are so humble, they don't pay but they come. Yeah. I say, how are you going? You say, I don't know how I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. 
They even didn't try because I had to organize transportation for somebody to come. At a later, later time. The bishop said, Bishop, I am now leaving work. There are people who know where to go when they're in trouble. <laughs> I said, really? Ah, okay. Do this, do this, do this, do that. Find yourself at this point. Then I got a message. I have arrived safely. I said, you see, the camp people, they didn't account for all the sheep. There are some sheep who are still in the bush grazing. They didn't account for them. All of that is necessary. Because the moment you say everybody should find themselves there, it's even more difficult. Because when you organize, mobilize, get 30-seater buses, if you remember Phoebe, Siloam, then the, the guy comes, drives into a tree, and he breaks his back window. Yeah, you remember? 30-seater buses, like that, like that. People sit inside, sleeping there, enjoying the ride. That'd be good, remember? Spreadsheets, checking who came, who paid, this, that, 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 that. You, you have to. We've done that over the years. So one of the questions G asked me, I said, speak to Phoebe. I want to see whether she remembers. And if she can answer that question. I said, don't come to me with such a question. Ask Phoebe. She should know about that question. God gives us those moments to learn. Now, for some of you younger ones, you have not even thought of if Jim moves, I'll move with him. Yeah, you have not even picked that up. When is your turn? You see how you can do it. The unfortunate thing is that we will give you the opportunity whether you saw or you heard. <laughs> That's what it is. That is how many people have not survived, Ned. Because we put them on the stage and then you, you only discover that they, they neither heard nor saw. There's, <laughs> yeah. If I was some of you younger pastors, I would have been working with you. The man says, go. He says, no, I'm not going. I'm, I'll be with you. I want to be with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Calvin is moving. So I want to come with you. Rabbi is good. So I want to come with you. But there are some people you can learn some things from, because he's learning mobilization, he's learning organization, putting things together. You that is a it's a grace. So you need that. Some people want to be invited. Yes, come. Let's go. Some of these guys, they don't need anybody. They can do everything by themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they don't need you at all. They carry the weight of the world on their, on their shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you see that this person is in charge, he's mobilizing, he's doing this? And so, so for example, our denomination. It's, it's being run by a council. And I'm the head of the council. A time will come. I will not be the head anymore. No, it's, it's not for, 
You don't think about it. Oh, that's why you are a member of the council. Kevin, oh, you thought I needed company. Just in case you... So, you see, so the teaching I'm teaching, I hope you are, you are learning it well. <laughs> I, sometimes I, when I go home, and I engage Hawk, and I, I teach him something, and I tell him this, tell him that, tell him that. I said, you are not here like your mother says to be loved. You are here to learn how to live life. Don't miss any good opportunity to write down and say, this is what I saw my father do. That is what you must do or you shall do or you will do. Yeah. I don't know whether you are getting the things I'm talking about. That's why for so many years, many people have not ascended because even the little, little things that I have been doing and I've done, they have failed to take notice of it. Eric, 2009, I started this church in 2005. Four years later, in January 2009, I started a branch in Linden. Yeah, alone. I didn't go to Bible school. And I drove to Linden three times a week six months. Yeah, it was Sharon, it was Mary, and it was, I think, Greg. They were the ones I would take with me all the time. I started a church. The Linden Church, I started it. I passed the church for six months. January to June. And I told Raphael, Charlie, I think God is calling you to ministry. Proper. I've come from England to come and help me. I've started a church in London. Go and help me. <laughs> he took his wife. Went to Adam, do you know daddy used to live in London? Yeah. He has never, you've not been to London before? Oh, please. Ah, I'll take you to London. <laughs> yeah, daddy and mommy used to live there when I said that. Yeah. Yeah. He was mining chicken. The chicken were dying. <laughs> Yeah, it was a chicken farmer in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have a vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of his testing and trials of his ministry. <laughs> he was already didn't have a job. No. He even wanted to get a store in the London market where there's no action. Nobody comes to buy nothing. So he wanted a store there. <laughs> Whisper. That's Pastor Ned's pastor. Sister France was there in those days. Yeah. Sister Sandra. Sister Sandra. Faithful over the years. Was there. Just like Steve told me that he has been assigned to the Pearl Branch. You can see that Sister France has been assigned to the Wisma Church. No matter the changes, she has been the constant. K is constant. P plus K, or oh, say it's go to this, where K is the constant. In the lending church, the constant has been Sister Sandra France. For years. For years. For years. God bless you, Sister Sandra. 
Then that's when she was getting married, I drove there. I said, ah, I want to be at a wedding. Yeah. I went to see a man kiss her for the first time in my life. I said, what? I didn't know Sandra is kiss man like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if a pastor is listening to me. I think you remember. If you spread sheets, it's my first secretary. My first ever secretary. Yeah. She's the one who trained Phoebe. Oh, yeah. She's the one who taught Phoebe to talk to the devil whenever the devil is speaking to her. <laughs> the Satan, shut your mouth. Yeah. She used to talk to uh, Phoebe, talk to Karen, advise them. Alicia Budurum. I told you she came to see me in Belize. When I went for E, I went to this is the church convention. Last day, somebody would boycott sitting in the church. Alicia Budurum. Oh, how she missed me. Oh, how she missed me and how she's sorry and how she hugged me and cried. <laughs> ah! Yeah, those were the days. He was my right hand man. Who is now fighting Antichrist in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Reverend Larry was a soloist. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and he was chasing Lady Pastor Karen. <laughs> hey, Karen, people chase Karen. Bow. I think his son chased Karen. Larry chased Karen. Hey, <laughs> Karen her, in her in her twenties, she was not easy. Yeah, hot cake. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're bouncing them one after the other like that. Hot cake. <laughs> she was one of the she was one of the ladies around yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah nice flowing smiling hugging everyone to hug everybody hug her like one of the most pleasant people around in those days and the boys wanted her oh yeah 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 yeah, I know Reverend Lee was making some moves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, wife thinks that she's out. People have been up. People have been up. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Now, she was the, the, the main woman, praise and worship. She was a praise and worship leader. Yeah, she used to sing solo, this karaoke type of solo. She used to sing it. There was no honey, but she used to do all those things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie used to sing solo, praise and worship. Oh, cry. Yeah. Before all this honey and Mika and this uh, uh, showboy and all the fancy people have come. Carrie was the lady. And she used to ride a motorbike. Yeah, yeah, blue. Which she bless a, 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 a fiancé, a chroma with. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sleep. You're good. Yeah. I was watching your channel on TikTok. You saw it? Action. I saw you flying five at the tallest. Say you're wild, though. You are walking around like a little midget. The things he does on social media. He said, Charlie, do you see them? I will, I will send you, I will send you a, a, a clip. Yeah, yeah, no. Somebody got to be crazy in his life. I will send you a, a video. I don't know that Ote knows it. Ote, you know? Your brother's life? He has a whole life, oh. He has a whole life. Yeah, five million dollar life. Do you know? You know the things he does? Some things. Do you beat him? Why don't you slap him? If you beat him. Man, no, you don't beat him hard. You beat him hard, you, you stop them things. Yeah. If you break his hand, the left one, break it into two. And, and, and send one to me in an envelope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Then then three days a week. Nobody nobody told me to do it. I wanted branches. You can have it if you build it. Everything you see me do is I've seen it and I'm trying to also get the same. Are you watching? Are you seeing something? Can we also have a camp in babies? Can we have a camp in Georgetown? Jo- Only Georgetown, we have a camp in the Georgetown church. It has been the whole, it has been the whole country all the time, as long as I've been alive. Because I can't, I can't leave somebody out. I can't leave the poor people out. I, I can't leave the Samaritans. So I, I, my duty as a father is to bring everybody together. But what are the children doing? Why are they not inviting me to come and see? In a camp, Bishop, we have a, a small... Uh, your, your camp, you can organize it. There's 40 people, 30 people, 25 people. In a camp. You can't organize 25 people to a camp. When you look at it, you realize that people are not seeing. They are not taking advantage of the opportunities God is giving you to see things being done. That's why people don't do well in ministry because they don't see. They don't see. I remember was it um, one of my pastors who was saying, um, I gave them a responsibility. And, um, you know, we we're talking about it. And the person asked me, So can I, does it mean that I can go into the personal lives of the people? So I, I was very, I was very sad. I was very disappointed after how many years such a person will ask me such a question. If you are pastoring people, do I have to tell you? Is that you are a doctor, you are a gynecologist. And you are calling ask me, when they come, should I tell them to take down their panties? Then you didn't, you didn't go to medical school. Go and do something else. Can I go into the personal lives of the people? What do we do as pastors? Huh? That's what you got to do. In this 21st century, you're asking me, can I go into the private life? Why? Private life of the people is what we do. 
We mind people's business. <laughs> we mind people's business. Oh, yeah. So you watch how it's being done, and you do it. So you're asking me about FCBPI. I'm doing one. Then we can say, okay, one day want to see all the FCBPI people, the whole denomination. Then you bust them to Georgetown. You know how he, you know how he started the conversation? He, 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 he has some professional business people that he wants them to join FCBPI. I said, your face. How can I pastor people in Letham? So when I'm having a meeting on a Tuesday, I don't go to take a bus from Letham and come to my meeting. I tell him, you should start one day. You and your wife, you are professionals. Your wife is a pharmacist. You are a teacher. That's it. That's it. It is because you have failed to see things and, and failed to also do the same thing. That's why ministry has not worked for you. He, did, he started an evening service. His evening service is bigger than his morning service. Sandy, you have to talk. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's excited. Okay. <laughs> Start in the evening service. It's bigger than the morning service. Because you remember St. John's, Carrie? When you join the church in St. John's, we're having evening service. Even in, in, in Sport 7, we used to have evening service. Yeah, it's the better. I've always had evening services on a Sunday. And the evening services are even more exciting than the Sunday morning service. It's more freer. People are more open. The dancing is better. That's how we do. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Elohim. Ah, blow your trumpet. It's nicer Sunday night than Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you get an opportunity to start a church, you don't even think of starting an evening service. Yeah. When I took the pastors to Ghana, the moment you enter my pump, the one pastor said, I now understand why you're in number two canal. <laughs> I said, God bless your, your dear soul. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's like the space. I understand why you went for space. Because this thing here so is big. I said, I'm sorry, I couldn't even get 500 acres. <laughs> You can see that as I see, I'm also trying to pick something from it. And that's what has actually made Prophet one of the greatest ministers around. When he sees it, he picks it. Icicle. They sell icicle here. Ice cream. Wow. I, mean, I thought at camp you also buy everybody ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> the managers of the things. <laughs> you point this up, you're part of the thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, some of you have had the opportunity to start churches, start churches. 
It has not worked because you did not see. You did not see all the years, all the opportunities. You took them for granted. You do not hear. I remember when we had a, 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 the mission, the early, early mission in, in, in Suriname. I went there, I told the pastor, learn how to speak Dutch. He said, Here, he said the people don't speak Dutch. I sent you to Suriname. Suriname is a Dutch colony. Everything there is Dutch. The first day I drove to Suriname, I couldn't contain my excitement. I felt like I was in Holland with black people. Everything was Dutch. When I entered the supermarket, I see the things I used to eat in Holland. I said, what? When the prophet said I should come here, I should have come here. <laughs> when I go to the thing, I came from Holland. I told the pastor, learn Dutch. He said the people don't speak Dutch. And he said, A, they will say B, C, D, E. Can't hear, can't hear. So you don't do well. Because once you don't hear, it can affect your life. The hearing affects you. Hey, that, that is a snake there. It affects you. It, it makes you make a move. When I say there's a snake, that's all. these snakes don't bite. All right. <laughs> I don't believe in snakes. I have to see visions of them before I believe. So, okay, okay, continue walking. Then you realize that at the end of it, you don't do anything. You don't amount to anything. You don't prosper. You don't do well because you are neither hearing nor seeing. Neither hearing nor seeing. <laughs> Hallelujah. I enjoy the message. The, the art of seeing is the art of becoming experienced by observing. Now, you'll be surprised to know that seeing takes you further than, than where hearing will take you. Yeah? Take, for example, your mother sits you down, sits you down and says, Patricia, I want to teach you how to make soup. Number one. A pot. Number two, water. Number three, tripe. <laughs> Number four, chicken foot. <laughs> Number five, this, 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 this. Then you put this here, you put it, and then you leave it on the stove for 15 minutes. You make soup. Then, your grandmother calls you, baby. Come, I'm making soup. Come and see how we make soup. I come in granny, right? Which soup, which soup, whose lesson will benefit you? Granny. Because granny is not just telling you, he say, come and see, watch. <laughs> yeah, you see it. How he's staring it. How he's staring it. How he's doing it. Yeah, like that. 
you learn better by seeing. Now, hearing is listening to the preaching of God's word. Hearing is listening to the preaching of God's word. As I say, I am, I am happy for those of you who have managed to send me a message. It's even the beginning of a better relationship. Why do we date people and not marry them the same day we meet them? Because we want to get to know them. That's why. Then as you are dating, you realize that, oh, she doesn't like bathing. <laughs> she doesn't keep her job for a long time. She likes sleeping a lot. <laughs> if after all of all of that you decide to go further with a relationship, it means you are comfortable, you, you, are, you know the person. It's rather different from when you see someone say, ah, this is love at first sight. Come home with me, baby. You, you, you die before you live. <laughs> That's why even as human beings, we take time to get to know people. That's why we say, oh, we are talking. Yeah, we are talking. We are talking. Isn't it, Nikki? We are talking. We are talking because you will not take something just like how it is and say, ah, I love you. Come marry me and take me home. And you're like, is it working? You've survived. The first camp. <laughs> she says that. She's in America. Wow, yes, it is America. She was in the snow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hallelujah. Leaning on the fans, ministering the spirit. You've been here. You've seen it. What are you waiting for? I thought you were a pastor. <laughs> I thought you were a pastor. Meet your people, whether it's the house or small group. You are a pastor. Are you waiting for a bishop to rather lay his hands and be watching? And be catching people and falling with the people who are falling. <laughs> hearing is listening to the preaching of God's word listening, listening, listening you're talking about podcasts you're talking about uh, uh, videos, audios you're talking about listening to God's word because God always has something he wants to tell you and it comes by listening to his word you've been here since Wednesday night He's been, he's been preaching, he's preaching, preaching. Because God wants you to listen. 
And he wants the listening now to be able to affect your moves and your directions. That's what it is. You are here to listen so that your life will, you turn, you t- when you see this corner, you turn here, you turn. That's what the listening is about. His word. That's what I'm saying. If you don't have a to-do list, you didn't come for the camp. Tell your neighbor, if you don't have a to-do list, you didn't come for the camp. Kyra, you must tell Brother Samuel, do you have, ask him if he has a to-do list. <laughs> Are you feeling what I'm saying? Jackman, do you have a to-do list? Or you're waking, waking people up from their sleep? Why do you think God took us away from our comfort zone and brought us here? And we've been sitting down on our bamboo on this hard chair. For <laughs> no question. For hours. For hours. Look, he has things to talk to us about. That's what I'm saying. I am happy for those who are responding because it means that you are listening, you are hearing. He's talking and you are hearing. Say, yes, Lord. I've been wasting my time. Yes, Lord. I I know. Yes, Lord. I will do it. Yes, Lord. I will preach. It means you are hearing. And it's a better place to be than those who don't hear anything at all. been talking to you remember what sister Faye said she said you some god man or some man god or something God was talking to her God brought her here to tell her I want to show you a god man or man god because if you see him driving around Georgetown you, you will see him I want, I want you to go into a setting. And from the experiences there, you see that this thing is something else. Listening to preaching of God's word is like listening to your mother or your father talking to you. You see, I spoke about a land that somebody gave me. Full power of attorney. Because it's easier than to go and transport and this and that as long. And because I was like, okay, maybe I should just do something with the land, you know, something. So just to be able to move faster. That's the best. Full power of attorney. I told you, the, the lady who uh, processed the document asked him whether he's okay. Are you okay? Are you under duress? Are you healthy? Are you mentally sound? Because to hand over a property completely to somebody, almost like a total stranger. Is it it somebody? Do you be now? She has not seen or heard those things before. 
And the other day, I remembered in our hometown. My father has a house. And about 50 feet away, there's another house. A friend. He's from Togo. Told him to look after the, the place for him. Up to the day like today, we've never seen the man again. Everybody in the village thinks that it's for us. My father never had tried to do any changes or anything. He will always tell us, everything is for me, but that house there is for Jim and Lagos. Jim and Lagos is a guy from Togo who was my friend. He used to live here, and he told me to look after the house. He's going to. He's going to Togo. He'll be back. And I've never seen him again. He said, that property is not for me. It's for Jima Lagos. After today, we've never seen Jima Lagos again. So my big brother now is even trying to turn it into a, 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 like a, a small mall shop. Shops. When I got there, the land, then a flashback. Because quite a number of things have happened to me that my father has also done. That thing is very powerful. Good or bad? <laughs> I tell you. I'm telling you, my, my, father's, my father's life has been influenced by a lot of things my father did in his life. I'm telling you. Oh, yes. I saw it. I saw some of them, and I see myself. It's like, it's like a movie. Father started, he started a, a chain of schools. As a founder, he was an apostle of schools. Huh? What didn't work for me was my father married from his village. When I tried it, it didn't work. Oh, God stepped in and said, No, not, not that one. Maybe the other things I'll allow you, but not this one here. So it will change your destiny. And I don't want to change your destiny. When I met a young girl who was also from my village, I said, this is it. Look no further. As early as fifth form or sixth form, I said, this is my wife forever to, to death do us part. Because I was, I was just making my father's moves. My father, my father was a Freemason in the early days of his life. Oh, how I wanted to be a, a, a Mason. Oh, yeah. I don't understand why the Scottish uh, Masons, I think you don't know what a Freemason is. It's a secret society. It's an occult. They call them lodge. The lodge people. Uh Yeah. yeah, yeah. They have it here. They're on North Road and Church Street between uh, 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 Wellington and, and King. Yeah. They have never been able to develop the land. That's what I was actually going to talk about. Scottish Masonic Temple. It's been there for years. Somehow, they've not been able to do it. My father was a founder of one. 
a hometown branch, he, he started it. He was an apostle. Then he started another branch of it in another town. Oh, yeah. He was a, he, he, my father was naturally an apostle. He was somebody who started, he built things, he started things, he raised things. My father trained a lot of people in those days, commerce and shorthand. He had a commercial school those days. We used to call it commercial school. When you go, you study commerce. Not economics, commerce. I didn't like commerce at all. I got zero at Form 3, commerce. Yeah, I didn't go for the, the class. When I, the teacher asked me the question, I just, I think I drew something. She was vexed. She gave me zero with a smiling face. <laughs> I said, I'm doing science. I don't like no commerce. My father used to teach accounting. Shorthand. He owned a commercial school. He used to do a visitation, house to house, outreach. To register people for the school. <laughs> Life is fantastic. It's fantastic. I just minded my business and he just changed my name to his name. Secondary school form three. That was, a, that, that was the beginning of my, my, my life. God is talking to you. God, yes. I was talking to me. I didn't know you said they changed the guy's name. There were so many people called Collins Asabre, Victor Collins, Collins Asabre, Victor Collins, that my Collins Asabre, I put a dash between it. I said, I want to be different. So when you see Collins Asabre, my Collins Asabre, there's a dash in it. Because I know I'll meet somebody somewhere who says Collins Asabre, we can easily fight. So I said, me, I want to be different. I've got a number of people in the church who have named their children after me. I don't know what you know. I don't know what you've heard. I'm telling you something. The certain thing my father said, I heard him say it. I now understand and I know them. Hearing. Hearing. When a father is talking to you, preaching is like when a father is talking to you. I was so privileged. E. Are you there? Yeah. I was so privileged to walk in my father's hometown with him. That's when his the anointing comes. You see the talking. 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 Isn't it? When you go and see your father, it's different. It's different now than before. Before Bible school and after Bible school, it's different interaction. It's a blessing. I encourage everybody who has a father to maybe be puppy. Puppy, when he came from Bible school, you know, you, you get sense. And you see that his relationship with his father is different. Because his father and, and, and the Guyanese fathers, they are so blown away when their boy sons gravitate towards them. They, it doesn't happen. Mike is also doing the same thing. He's excited. Yeah, he's very excited. Yeah, he's just saying, even, I think, this is went by him last week, he's saying, um, finally, finally, he's getting another rich man to the family. Ah. Yeah. You don't talk about Samantha. No. 
Mrs. Eretu, but that one is small. <laughs> she gone already. Oh, puppy. I mean, all my life, I've never really, you know, developed a relationship with my father because what you hear, something your mother speak about. Yeah, what your mother say all the time, Your mother give you for that uh, rudeness. <laughs> you know, say, the woman would, would poison you against your father. Yeah. But the relationships are very different, you know. A father's relationship with your mother is very different. It's a different platform. Yeah. Your mother was very rude and your father didn't like the rudeness. That's why he left her. <laughs> but you, you didn't do anything wrong. But because you, you were left with your mother, the relationship became very difficult. But if you have the chance to relate with him, you see that he's a very nice man. It's your mother who doesn't like him, but he is a nice man. Yeah, Papi, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Bishop, because, I mean, all, I mean for, for my relatives, my other brothers, they don't like him. Yeah, they don't like the father. They speak bad about him. Yeah. So he's, they don't go close. <laughs> a father's teaching, let me tell you. He, your father may not be a bishop or a, a, an apostle or something, but your father has some things. Oh. <laughs> it, it can affect the family. The things that the father has, it can affect the, Most of the things, Reverend, he has told me about Bonham, Bonham. I'm sure it is his father who told him. Yeah, he speaks like he's some old man from those days. He's just a young boy. I'm far older than he. I'm older than he. Yeah. Yeah. I'm older than Cromwell. I'm older than Raphael. Oh? Yeah. I'm the oldest of all the older pastors. Oh, yeah. I'm older than E. You think that E and me, we are the age group. I'm older than him. Yeah. I'm from the 60s. He's not from the 60s. Yeah. I've, I've entered the fifth floor. I don't know whether he's going there yet. Next year. Look. Ah. Look at how long it has taken to, to come from fourth floor to fifth floor. <laughs> Others, I tell you. Some of you ladies, some things will change for you if you were to have a good relationship with your fathers. There are some fathers who are disgusting, for truth, but there are some fathers who really, if you were to get a relationship with them, you you see something. You probably even understand me better. No, yes. Chris, where's your father? He died. Okay. That's why your case is very different. Because then you have to find somebody who, who played that role for you. You have to find somebody. God is our father. So when we meet like this, he speaks to us. That, that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. And when he speaks, you should have the ability to hear. There are a lot of things our fathers told us. I don't know about your father, but my father, when we were growing up, my father said, as for women, don't worry, woman. Go to school. I said, this is an old man. I don't, daddy will say this. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, we run. Yeah. We all went through it. But when will they stop? 
When will this nonsense stop? And when daddy speaks, we listen. Then when we are older, we say, my father used to, my father told me. You become a, a counselor. You are counseling people of what you didn't listen to. <laughs> you should counsel people of what you listen to. His probably says, his other brother says, they don't like his father. The father likes him. The father is a black man, isn't he? Yeah, your mother is a Meridian woman. And she did be not to your father, the black man. <laughs> yeah? And Papi will tell you how his mother, what are some of the things your mother will tell you about your father? <laughs> yeah. Almost, I, when I was much more small, my father, my mother used to tell, my, tell me that my father is a player and my father is a player. He's a dog. He plays what? He's, He's a like, dog. Yes, at home. <laughs> He's a player. What is a cricket player? He's a bat. He bowls or he bats. Yeah, look at, look, at what, look at what a woman is telling her son about his father. Now, if you have a problem with a man, that's fine. Because big people have got problems. But as for small people and big people, they can have a, a, another relationship. Yeah. Like Prophet said, your mother is a good mother, but she's a bad wife. <laughs> yeah. Your mother is a good mother, but she's a bad wife. It means that the way she relates with you, the children, is very different from the way she relates with a big man of the house. She's giving rudeness. <laughs> Hallelujah. (laughs) Is he a dog? Is he a player? Football player? Cricket player? Uh What else? (laughs) He's a scam. He's a scam. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. I think, Bishop, that's where I think my father left when I was 14. That's when I find the church. That's when Your I father left the house when you were 14 years old? Yeah, I was 30, somewhere around 13 there about. So that's when we also started being bad. That's when you started being bad. Yeah, yeah. Because like expelled from school and all that. All of that, yeah. <laughs> Probably went to slap a, a, a teacher. Yeah, he slapped a teacher in school. Yeah, can you imagine? Like Reverend Ralph is the teacher and the puppy slaps him. That's what happens when your mother tells you your father is a scam. That you miss out. Beautiful. Bless you. Hearing is about listening to the teachings God has for you. Are you hearing something? Are you sure? And so if you can develop the skill of listening to messages, it will be a great blessing to your life. Because anytime God wants to talk to you, he talks to you through preaching. 
majority of God's direction for your life and ministry, it comes through preaching. There are other ways that God speaks, of course. Anytime there's preaching, it means God has assigned and singled you out to talk to you about a particular topic. And you must be able to hear. And hear well. Amen. Seeing and hearing is your gift from God. Is your gift from God. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 12. <laughs> I remember we went to an anniversary service. Oh no, eh, eh, some kind of a commissioning something service. And um, I had the opportunity to preach for some minutes. I was the first preacher out of three. So I did my preaching. I went to sit down. Then the second preacher came. At least I went with some points and some scriptures. Second preacher came. He started with a joke. He was holding a, a sermon on a, on a piece of paper. He didn't go into anything. He just talked, talked, talked. And when he was talking, the people were shouting. The people were standing. So later when we when, when were going uh, home. Reverend Kevin will say that, ah, Bishop, do you realize that the people, he said, he didn't even understand what the man was preaching about, but the people were standing up and shouting. And me that I gave points and I was explaining the points, nobody, nobody shouted. Everybody was watching me like, um, I, I fell from space or something. The hearing ear and the seeing eye where, where do they come from? Let's read the scripture on the screen. Ready? Let's go. Who has made the, the both of them? Is the Lord. So your ability to see and to hear is your gift from God. <laughs> The ear that hears, the eye that sees, it is God who makes who made both, both of them. You can't hear, you can't see. You got to go to God. You got to talk to God. Say, Lord, why? I want to hear, I want to see. Because your, the scripture says, it is you who made them. Remember, I'm not talking necessarily about spiritual sight. I'm not talking about visions. I'm not talking about when Joshua said he saw a big angel. No, no, no. I'm talking about when you have the opportunity to see something happening live. You see somebody killing somebody live. It's not spiritual. It means you should run away. 
<laughs> stand there and say, oh God, oh God. You take your phone, you're videoing. You'll be the next person they will chop down. <laughs> Put this on social media. It's what they will do to you. I'm talking about seeing things like a normal person sees them and then being able to pick up the message, the information that God is talking to you. The hearing ear and the seeing eye. The Lord has made even both of them. There's some people who hear preaching. As I'm preaching, there's some people who are understanding. That's why I'm saying, if you don't have a to-do list, you are not, you are not, you are not, you are not hearing. That when I go home, this, that, 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 that. But it can also easily be like ODS night. You know what happens ODS night, right? You write your things that, oh Lord, this new year, I'm going to be holy. Last year, I didn't feel it didn't work at all. I said, Lord, this year, 2024, is my year of holiness unto you, O God. Then, Lord, you know my quiet time? I used to struggle with my quiet time. This year, every morning, I want to do my quiet time. On Covenant Sunday, you don't get to February, you realize that you're not reading your Bible again. Only New Year's Day. God will help you. Yeah. To God help me. So it's the same thing like they come. God is speaking. God is talking. And if you hear, you write notes. Everywhere I go, I come back with notes. When I, when I was in Holland, I told my brother, I will send money. You should buy some things for me, put it in a container, and ship it to me. Because I said, ah, when you see a chair set, the chair set is 700 euros. That's about 150,000 Guyanese dollars. You get a nice chair set. Three, a sofa, a love seat, and a chair. Yeah, seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred. Yeah. When I see that, I said, "Caught they are, they are wicked people." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you pay. You pay two times. For that small chair. But that's what we want, isn't it? You know, you don't have money to buy it, but you still want to sit on it. Instead of buying two plastic chairs and sitting on them. And nobody comes to your house anyway. We always, we meet in church all the time. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I went to Ned's house. I don't remember the last time. If he has chairs, it doesn't, I don't remember the last time because he doesn't invite me to his house. Neither Rebecca. So, Bishop, please, we have some Polori. Please come and enjoy some Polori. <laughs> Polori is sour. <laughs> oh, 
where I stayed, I saw something. A curtain. Something I've been looking for for a long time. When I look at the prices, they're very high. I saw some. I went looking for them. And I don't normally travel with a bag, checked bag. I always travel with a hand luggage. Because it's faster. When you get to the other side, you can. Most of the time, when I'm coming back home, when you get to a Timiri airport, I'm the first to come out. I'm, it's like the pilot. <laughs> because it's not now that I'm going to stand there at the carousel and never wait for You have to put a red ribbon on the bag. It's not a red ribbon. It's when it's going to come. That's the main thing. <laughs> uh, you take somebody's bag. You say, ah, no, somebody's bag. Okay. <laughs> so that's what happened to me when I went to Ghana. Because when I saw the thing, I told my brother, I said, hey, yo, let's move. I want that this. I went to buy it. And it was so long that I didn't know how to carry it. I think it was about almost five, five feet or so long. You know, suitcases don't come like that. All the suitcases that I thought were big, when I put the thing next to it, can't work. So we went to town. Went to look for a bag. A big sports bag. And when I put it inside, it even barely made it. I organized them inside. And I took them to Ghana. And I brought them back from Ghana to Guyana. I don't remember last time I have checked in a bag. But because I saw it. It was like, this, this is what God is, this is, I want this. And I went for it. And I carried it with me to Ghana. You don't go to Ghana with bags like that. You rather, when you are coming, you rather come with bags. I put it there. After the conference, I took it. I came. When I got to Ghana, I was at the airport looking for my bag. It took us one and a half hours before the bag came. Oh, yeah. The guy who came to pick us up, he was outside for two hours. Yeah. Just because of the bag. You're there. There, you know, Ghana, about three, four flights come one time. KLM, British Airways, this, this, they come, and everybody's bag is coming. You know, black people, oh, Jesus. You are you at the airport two hours waiting for your bag. Why would you want to carry the check bag? No, 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 no. Two hours, I will be home. Eating China and relaxing and watching news. At the airport, standing at the carousel, watching bag, watching bag, watching bag, two hours. Why? I was putting some two black pants, three shirts, the shoes that you are wearing, that's all. Two bok talk, three vests. Yeah, you watch the bok talk at the end of the day. You dry it. You wear the other one. You're just going for uh, one and a half weeks. You're not going for fashion show. Are you going for fashion show? 
It's women who do them things, fashion show when they are traveling. They pack a shoe that matches every dress. They even their hand luggage. You see that the hand luggage is pregnant. <laughs> when they take it to the, 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 the compartment up there, they have to... Have to <laughs> they can't push it. You see how they are sweating? They are sweating. They want somebody to help them push them back there. Overhead compartment. I saw it. I got it. I came home. As a hawk, I found some gold. Let's process it. I walk in my house and I look at it. I said, me, I brought, I brought, I saw it. I like, and I brought it. Yeah, no, I, I told my brother, I said, I will send you money. You'll be there, I'll send you money. I said, buy me a living room set. Buy me three. I've gone to the, I've gone to border market and buy three sets of suite. Wholesale price. And I said, I'll take my canter. I'll drive it to Suriname. And I'll put it on my car and bring it. We had a, a pearl drums. That's where it is at the church in Pearl. It came from Amsterdam, Holland. That drums there. I don't know whether you were even born when I brought it here. I went to Suriname for it. They sent it all the way to Nikeri. Yeah. The day I went for it, the ferry wasn't working. So I came through the back track with my drum set. Yeah. I'm a serious man. Oh, yeah, you think I'm a joke? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I see something and I can get one. Ah! That's the first time I experienced back track. Hey, it was scary. Because the boat was very low. Just like Freddie Who, but it was, it was a little scary. When I got over then, the GRA people, they want to check. It was even with a box of used clothing and shoes. The ferry had, wasn't working that day. I said, ah, I'm going. Went to backtrack. Went to the Kerry post office. They went through the, the things. Ah, they saw my name. I don't even remember how it came to the Kerry post office. I don't live in Nikiri. I don't remember how we did it. But they take it, put it on a back track, and brought it. That's when we had drums. We played it. It's now in the church in Pearl. The drums is a Pearl brand. I bought the drums when I was in Amsterdam in the church from Dykeman Dijk, Music Instrumenting. I don't know if anybody speaks that shit. <laughs> See and hearing is your gift from God. As I'm building my house, I buy my things one, 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 one. All the lights in my house, I bought them from America. I buy it one, I put it up. The next day, you see, I buy something like this. And the next day, I'll take it and throw it away. And I put my American lights there. When I see it, I want it, I get it. It's, the, it's, it's a gift God has given to you. Yeah. 
You see a church, you see a ministry, you see crowds, you see this, 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 this. You wait and see. As we are going on, you see the music instruments. Andre, you see the rubber chroma. You see the amplifier. Where chroma there? You see the amplifier. You see the speakers, the bass, the power speakers. My God! I remember when I was coming from Ghana one day because I don't check in bags. I was coming to London. Then I, I, a first love guy saw me at the airport and then he asked me whether, I think he even came for me. He said, you know what? I've been asked, Javanti, you want to join Sheriff? I think they, they, they pay good. They pay very, very good. <laughs> he came and he asked me whether I can take this bag with me to London for them. When I look at the back, it was a, a very hard shell suitcase. Then the brother told me that it is one of the projectors at the First Love Center. It was bought from there and it had developed a problem. So the warranty is still valid. So the projector is going back to London. The projector was in the, the original case is a suitcase, like how you travel with big like that. You think I didn't see it? You wait one day. I said, you wait one day. See, big projector. You see all the screen that prophet has in the first lap? You think we have not seen it? You wait and see. When I went this time to Ghana, I went to Dr. Ogo's church. You see, I've got an artist already. Because <laughs> when I see his cross, Makanai Church headquarters, when I see his cross, I admire his cross. I like cross. There's a big cross. It's everywhere. So at this time, when I went for the conference, the Sunday, I said, before we go to First Love, I want to go to Makane in Oibi. And we went there. We, we spent so much time there. We, we had so much time and so, such a good time that we couldn't go to first lab. When we were getting up, first lab had closed. I said to my visitor, it's, it's not a problem. Next year, come. So we'll go to first lab. <laughs> you can see everything you want to. I went on stage. I took Bishop Kabana, the, 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 the assistant bishop there. I said, please come. I took close range pictures of the cross. The whole cross is about two and a half feet. It's about 28 inches wide. Yeah. It looks small, right? It's big. He said it took him the whole day to mount the cross. The cross is heavy. This one, only Jesus can carry it. <laughs> when you talk about a heavy cross, you carry this, the heavy cross. The cross that is around your neck. It's not heavy. Your, your, your neck would have come down like that. Oh! You never put a cross around your neck anymore. Now you have a cross around your neck. You're walking so nicely and freely. You think Jesus' cross was so nice? It was so weighty. It took them one day to put the cross. There. So it's about, it's, it's two wood. It's, it's, it's about uh, um, one by 12. One by 12. No, it's a two by 12. Two by twelve, two inches thick, twelve inches as a foot wide, and then in between them they have this nice chrome shiny thing they say they ordered from China, which is about eight inches. 
wide. So the hole is 12, 8, that's 20, plus another 12. That's about 32 inches wide cross. And they've welded it together. And they've put some LED lights inside at the back. Oh, it's beautiful. I took pictures of it. I came to my Noah. That's my Noah right there. Who built some. Oh, yeah. You have to build a boat. You know, we have to build a boat. Phoebe can't come on a boat. Okay. (laughs) She doesn't like boats. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Seeing and hearing is God's gift to you. There are some people, they can look at things, they can make them like that. That's why you go to a hairdresser. He said, I like the style. When you finish, you say, What? He's a bad woman. People are like that. They can do for you exactly what you want. You go to the barber shop, they have a lot of heads on the, on, on the, on the wall. You say, I like that head. I like that style. Head. No problem. By the time you are getting up from the chair, that's the hairstyle you have. It is the gift of God to see and to hear. When you have the opportunity to see, you have the opportunity to hear, you should not miss it. You should always write something down. 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 Next one. The heat is coming. But I don't care. It's the last day. Last hour. Last minute. Last days are always dangerous. Hmm. Seeing and hearing prevents you from becoming good for nothing. I don't want to be good for nothing. Don't want to lose. Because he's sleeping. Good night, baby girl. Sleep tight. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Do you have the point? What's the point? Number two is what? Seeing and hearing prevents you or prevents me from becoming good for nothing. You see, you are good, right? But if you don't see and you don't hear, then your good becomes nothing. You can preach, but if you don't hear and see how God wants you to do it, that God wants you to preach, then you are somebody who can preach, who can't preach, so you're good for nothing. You can do it, but you have to hear it. You can do it, but you have to see it. Once you can hear it, and once you can see it, it means that you're good for something. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you're good for something. All that you need to do is to hear or see. Jeremiah chapter 13. From verse 4. 
No, it, one of the things you don't want to hear ever is for somebody tell, to tell you that you are useless. <laughs> you are useless. Yeah, you are useless. That's why, like, for example, in marriage, you know, you, 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 there are certain things you don't have to say that, that, that I regret marrying you. I regret marrying you. It's, 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 there's something about it. Yeah. It, it can stay with you and mess up with your, your mental health. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like saying that, you, you're, what are you good for? You're good for nothing. But that is the state we move into when we can neither see nor hear. That's why from the beginning I said that we have been doing things in life to get certificate. Something as fantastic as uh, uh, cosmetology. You go for six weeks and get a certificate and that is able to feed you. Then you stay in church for 10 years and you want to tell me that there's nothing in the church that can feed you after the 10 years? Somebody got to be crazy. The reason why these cases are, are, are there is because people don't see nor hear. So even though they are good for something, they are good for nothing when it comes to the things of God. Salome, is it working? Are you also a, a, a break dancer? I've used to dance those dances, isn't it? I didn't even know that he used to be a break dancer. There's <laughs> old timers. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even Jesus' mother can do breakdance. <laughs> Mary. Mary is a nice name. Yeah. Look at Lady Pastor Mary. Don't worry about Mary Dublin, but look at Lady Pastor Mary. <laughs> She, she's a spiritual Mary. <laughs> Ghana Mary, they are soft. Yeah. Yeah, but, but Mary, Dublin is going to get there, isn't it? She's, God is working on her. <laughs> she's a different type of Mary. I think that's how somebody said that. Mary Dublin is Magdalena, the Mary Magdalene. She's a bad one that has become good. She's the holy one who has always been holy. <laughs> that was somebody's difference. They are trying to make the difference between the two. <laughs> uh, so if you can't pray, you can go to Lady Pastor Mary. I say, for she's Jesus' mother, she will pray for you. <laughs> you are in the Catholic Church. 
<laughs> you don't want to be good for nothing. And you are useless. Is it if your mother tells you, Tandy, you're useless? I say, Bishop, me brothers don't encourage me. He don't encourage me, he's talk me down. Don't encourage me. <laughs> No, it's a very bad thing to say, to tell another human being that he's useless. He's good for nothing. But you see, but this one, God is the one who sees us like that. Because when he talks, we don't hear. And he shows us things we don't see. So he looks at us and says, so, so you cry, what can I do with you? Because you don't hear. And you see, there are some of you who are very, you are very stubborn. Yes. You talk, ah, can you imagine God talking to you ah, 20 times? Yeah, even your boyfriend can't, he won't even talk for 20 times. God has been talking about something for a long time. The next thing he would do is that you say that, man, this my child is good for nothing. Yeah, it's good for nothing. Left you. Take the ghetto that thou has got which is upon thy loins, and arise. This is the prophet Jeremiah. Go to uh, Euphrates and hide it there in a hole of the rock. So I went and hid it by Euphrates as the Lord commanded me. And it came to pass after many days that the Lord said unto me, Arise, go to the Euphrates and take the ghetto from thence, which I commanded thee to hide there. Then I went to Euphrates and digged and took the ghetto from the place where I hid it. And behold, the ghetto was marred. What's the meaning of mar? I said, you have those things. Mar means what? To be dirty. It was rotting. Because if you put, if you put a cloth, you dig the earth. You put a cloth in there, you cover it, you leave it for days, for weeks. You buy a material from Gobind or Pagu. And you take the soil, the earth, and you put it inside. You see that type of soil, and it's there for weeks. When you go and look for it, and you pick it up, you realize that it's what, it was rotten and falling apart. It was marred. It was profitable for nothing. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord, After this manner will I mar the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem, this evil people, which refuse to hear my words. They do what? They refuse to hear my words, which walk in the imagination their heart and walk after other gods to serve them and to worship them shall even be as this gather which is good for nothing. Now, these prophets, I don't know how they manage to be doing these things that God used to do, do with them. That you are there and then the Lord says, go and take a, a gather, go and take a 
a material fabric. One of the fabric that is in your house, go and take it and go to the backyard and dig and put it and leave it. Can you imagine you're doing something like the Reverend Calvin comes around and says, oh, Bishop, good morning. Say, hey, Bishop, what's happening? So the Lord said I should put this material here and leave it for a couple of weeks. Say, oh, okay, Bishop. Wow, okay, beautiful. <laughs> I mean, for what? What, what, what sense does this thing make? I think the Lord told Hosea to go and marry a prostitute. He said, you don't like prostitutes? Go find a dangle and marry she now. So the prophet now, a man of God, goes to St. George's Cathedral. <laughs> and he's looking, do such and say, okay. And he said, Lord, I don't even know who to choose. He said, choose anyone. And he takes a, a process. Come, I have a ring for you. Will you marry me? Can you imagine what the prostitute was thinking? Ah, is this not a person who preaches on TV or that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That the Bible, there are so many things that they were done and they were not, they were not said. But somehow he managed to take a prostitute with him and took the prostitute home. And God said, You take him home? Start having sex with her. He said, Oh Lord, I'm a man of God. He said, Stop that rough there. Take off your, uh, your, your, your mock talk. Take off sheep and start, start busy. Get busy. Then Hosea, the man of God, started. He started doing joke joke. God says, you enjoying it? He said, good. You go ahead. That, that's what it was. Then, when he finished everything, God said, sit down, I want to talk to you. The Hosea was sleeping because the breaking wasn't easy at all. So he had become so weak. He was sleeping. He said, bye, sit up. I want to tell you something. He said, you see that you are sharing this with a lot of people? He said, that is how my people Israel is sharing me with other people. But Hosea had to take the prostitute, marry her, have sex with her, for, for him to feel how nasty it feels. And God said, now I can talk to you. you, you I, I, I want somebody who I can relate to because these people, I talk, I don't answer. I know you are my, 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 my servant. Do it so that when I talk to you, you will, and I say, go and tell them something. You can tell them because you know what I'm talking about. Hey. I rebuke you, Satan. That I, a man of God, married, nice uh, families, everything. As you go and marry a prostitute. Hey. Satan, get thee behind me. Hey. Ravi, what do you think? Somebody got to be crazy. Yeah. Now you think about all these things you're talking about. You see my car parked around St. George's Cathedral midnight. Yeah. My yellow number plate. And then you see me talking to some big mama. Yeah, with eye wake. Wearing bikini. And then you see Bishop going down on his knees with a ring. He said, ah! Charlie! No, no, no. Let me record this thing here. So. 
Somebody messaged me the other day and said she had one of the weirdest visions of their life. So I said, what is it? He said, the person said, I had this weird vision. And the Lord played, I saw myself from when I was young. I was with another person. Then, the Lord tells me that I am in my third marriage. You know, the person is not married physically. No, we, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't read the Bible. If you read the Bible and do the things of the Bible, you'll be very weird. you look very strange. Can you not even be married? And the Lord says that you are in your third marriage. Maybe it's, it's a type of uh, a prophetic revelation that we have to find out. I saw myself with somebody of the opposite sex when I was younger. And I remember. And the Lord said that was number one. He said, now you are in your number three. And when you look around, there's no, there's no man. Number three. Not two, three. If you can hear, if you can listen, I'm telling you, you will not be good for nothing. You will not. Look at this material. Look at this fabric. That's how my people will be. Because hearing and seeing, it is that which will prevent you from what? It prevents you from becoming good for nothing. Let's look at this last point and then pray. Second to last. Yeah, second to last. Seeing and hearing engineers a great change. If you can see and hear, your life will change. Many lives have not changed because you have not heard nor seen anything. You just walk around like everything is okay. The day you step on something that will, that will bite you, that's the day when you're walking, you, you start watching on the ground. It will change your life. In Acts chapter 9, we see the experience of the Apostle Paul. He fell to the earth and he heard a voice saying, Acts chapter 9, verse 4. 
he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? That experience changed his life forever. Seeing and hearing, it engineers a great change. You can be walking on a dead road until you can see where you are going. That's how when the prodigal son, when he finally realized the road he was on, he said, I'm going back. I've been stupid for all these years. I've been working on this road all these years. Destroy my whole life. The last one, so many of them, get a book. Hearing. What did I say? Hear? No. Hearing twice. That's the last point. Hearing twice. It means that you just don't hear one. You have to hear twice. Okay? Psalm 62 and verse 11. That's repetitive hearing. Sometimes somebody says, oh, and, and this, this, this voice was telling me this. Tell him this, it was bothering me, it was banging my head, hearing twice. God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this. <laughs> that power? Yeah, it belongs to God. Yeah, power belongs to God. <laughs> you recognize it now. When you read the Bible, you know things. <laughs> yeah, power belongs to God. God has spoken once. But twice have I heard. Hearing twice. Repetitive hearing. My prophet talks about Korea. He's been going to Korea for about 20 years. <laughs> Repetitive. I told Pastor Samuel McPherson last year, I said, you can't come to Ghana once. You have to come for years. Even me. It's not that I... I am understanding the plant pots in Mambo. Never saw them properly. When I started doing plant pots in Samaria, and on this trip, I said, ah, but this thing has been here in Mambo all the time, and I, I have not noticed it in a certain sense. Even the other day, I was meditating about the stones on the plant pots. You see, man, you have the stone around it. I got an idea. Yeah. Something not the same, but close. Yes, we can do it. Yes, we can. If Obama could, why not we? Power belongs to God. God spoke once, but twice I heard it. You should. Position yourself to hear and to hear again. Hear and hear again. I say hear and hear again. You know, when you, when you listen once, you don't hear well. That's why we have developed ourselves to the extent that we record the things that uh, are being spoken. There are one or two laws in life that I want to expose you to. There's a law called the law of exposure. Okay. Now, 
Some people say repeating a message three times is enough. While some believe in the rule of listening seven times. There was a study from a large American firm investigating the optimum number of exposures required for audio messages. I hope my media people, social media people will take note of this. The law of exposure. They concluded that the best way of exposing people to your message was between 6 to 20 times. Some people say repeating a message three times is enough, while some believe that the rule of listening seven times. There was a study from a large American firm investigating the optimum number of exposures required for audio messages. They concluded that between 6 to 20 times was best. The law of exposure. So, for example, if we are going to do a program and want people to come, the advertisement should run for what, between 6 to 20 times. People should, people should see it 6 to 20 times. If we are having signboards, you have at least six signboards. People will notice it until it's between six and twenty. That's the law of exposure. Hearing twice. So sometimes you go to a place and you do evangelism. Remember, we ask, oh yeah, I went to the area. People didn't mind me. You know, you have to go there between six to twenty times. That's the law of exposure. For people to be exposed to what you are doing and what you want them to receive. Social media people are there. You have to do it 6 to 20 times. That's the law of exposure. You getting it? So if you are doing something, it's like for example, when you are having Sunday service and you are promoting your Sunday service or enlargement service and then your banner comes out on a Friday. Somebody will probably not even see it. You'll see it on Monday. All the traffic on social media, and it takes six to 20 times was the best for the law of exposure. The law of seven is from a rule of marketing, perhaps the rule of seven from the world of marketing. After you did marketing, will throw light on how many times you need to listen to a message. The rule of seven states that. A prospect needs to hear the advertiser's message at least seven times before they will take action to buy that product or service. See what did you say? I'll send you message after message after message after message. Whole day. Whole day. Because the, the, the rule of seven is a marketing rule that stays that. At least seven times a person should see an ad before it begins to make sense to them. Rule of seven. Or the law of seven. So the law of, the law of exposure is six and twenty, between six and twenty. You must be exposed to the thing between six to twenty times. The rule or the law of seven says that for a person to be affected by an advertisement, for them to either purchase it or take advantage of it, the person must have seen it. 
for seven times. So how do you think a message will affect you if you don't listen to, listen to it over and over again? You came to the camp, you heard all that we said, then you go home and that's it. No, you, 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 need to, you need to expose yourself to it. The law of retention. The law of retention. We retain approximately 10% of what we see. 30 to 40% of what we see and hear. And 90% of what we see, we hear and do. God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this. The power belongs to them. Are you with me? The law of retention says that we retain approximately 10% of what we see. I said sometimes some people watch something over and over and over. I said, this movie, are you this movie ain't done? Are you watching this movie all the time? I want to suck everything out of the movie. I want, I want to rehearse every scene. We retain approximately 10% of what we see. 30 to 40% of what we see and hear. 90% of what we see, hear, and do. So what you see, hear, and do is the best way to retain something. So when I hear and I see, I must do it. Because they start a church. Unless you do it, the hearing, the seeing is just 30 to 40 percent. That's it. That's the only impact. When you start the church, it's 90. The law of remembrance, the last one. People remember 10 percent of what they read, 20 percent of what they hear, 30 percent of what they see. People remember 10% of what they read, 20% of what they hear, 30% of what they see. The law of remembrance. Here and twice. So we need more camps. That's why we go to church every week. Because the, the more you are exposed to the word of God, the more you have the ability to hear and to see. Yeah. That's why you need to come to church. That's why the devil is against the assembly. We will learn that. Because if you if you if you if you if you go, something will, something will affect you. So it will make you miss it. And sometimes when you miss one Sunday, it's like you, you didn't go to church for about uh, Three months. It takes you way back. Take out an offering. Last offering. It's like the last supper. I think I need one big bag for me. Just me. 
Only me and me alone. Power belongs to God. It doesn't belong to the ashes. <laughs> I want big one. Is that the biggest? Okay. Thanks. Take your seat. Take your bag. Take your wallet. You can do MMG as well. Some people were asking about sowing seed uh, by MMG. I think you can do it. But please, make sure you write that in the comment section. God is going to touch your life. He's already been touching your life, but there's a final touch you're going to get before we leave this compound. But I look to you I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. But I look to you where my hand is Give me You know just what to do. But I look to you. God, I look to you. I will be Give me vision to see things like you do. God, I strength.
riches and money that nobody can give us. It is only your blessing that make it rich and receive the blessing that has taken us to another level. In Jesus' name, Amen. Alright, ashes. it come for 2023 and before we go lift up your hands You are not going as a good for nothing. You are not going back as somebody who can't hear your sin. The fruits you couldn't bear, you are going back to bear them. That same mighty hand that God stretched out take his people from the land of Egypt that fateful night that same outstretched hand rests upon your life now that same mighty hand rests upon your life now the things he did for them to leave May he start doing the same for you now. The signs and wonders he showed before they left. 
May he release those signs and wonders to you now. The strength and power in which they walked out of slavery. May that same strength and power come upon you as you walk out of slavery too. His hand is stretched out. It, it, it is stretched out. It's upon your life. I release it into your life now. I release it into your life now. I release it. I release it. It's yours. It's yours. Receive it. It's yours. Receive it. It's yours. Receive it. He has given me the power. He has given me the power to release it. And to release it to you. I'm releasing it to you now. Receive it. One. Receive it now. Receive it. Receive it too. Receive it. Receive it. Before we get out of here, you receive it. Power belongs to God. All right. Father, we thank you. We bless you. You know, we are going back in power and authority. The safety for us on the road back to our various destinations. Power belongs to God. And we are going safe. Our services, our churches, our lives and ministries have changed. Thank you for what you have accomplished in our lives. Even these few days we've been here. We bless this place. We bless this place. Mr. Haruni is a blessed place. We add our blessings to the blessings that already are here. We say, keep this place alive. Let our presence here even cause a revival. We hear from the host. I things took a different turn after our visit and our time here. We give you praise. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592 691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com God richly bless you.